Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. And with me, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. But not today. Today, we're going to talk about E3. And Summer Game Fest. We've not been a book club for games for months now. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting to it. I finished Death Stranding, I promise. Next time. Next time. So what should we do? So we're going to talk about Summer Games Fest, like you said. We're going to talk about the Bethesda Xbox conference, or show, and the Nintendo Direct. Yes. So we're going to talk about games that were announced or trailers we saw or whatever that we thought were exciting and that we're looking forward to or that were noteworthy for some other reason. So we're not just going to mention all the big ones. I mean, I do feel kind of bad because I think it's mostly big ones. I mean, I'm supposed to be like looking at weird indie games and being a total snob, but I, honestly, I just I just couldn't be bothered to trawl through all of them when I just looked at the highlights. This is Warzone Mike Sorry. talking. This is Warzone Mike talking. What's <laughs> happened to me? Told you we'd start right on time. Hello, everyone around the world, and welcome to Summer Game Fest Kickoff Live, presented by Prime Gaming. I'm Jeff Keeley, and buckle up, because we've got a big show for you, filled with new game announcements, world premieres, updates on the games you play every day. Some Should we start in no particular order? Indeed. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yeah. I saw this in a list of, you know, game announcement things. And I was just like, oh, yeah, new Borderlands DLC. That'll be cool. I like the Tiny Tina's Assault and Dragon Keep. And then you messaged me about it and said, don't you want to don't you want to talk about this more? It's a whole new game. And I was like, what? Isn't it just Borderlands DLC? And I was like, no, it's a spin-off game. And then I was like, what? Because they can't do any more with Borderlands. I can't imagine a Borderlands 4 at this point. I could actually. I can't imagine a Borderlands Five. <laughs> well, the problem is, the problem with Borderlands is they've written themselves into a corner because they've got that annoying teenage character as like the leader of the Crimson Raiders or something, isn't it? I don't. Yeah, I feel like the story of Borderlands is now holding it back more than it is pushing it forward. You know, I mean, Borderlands is all about like the loot, but it had a kind of fun story. Except the story now is a bit of a drag. I don't know. So. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands kind of solves that in two ways because number one, it's basically a game of D&D &D or B&B &B, except not bread and breakfast, bunkers and badasses. So it's like a fantasy, right? It's like a, it's like a Borderlands fantasy where anything can happen because Tiny Tina's just making it up as she goes along. And number two, it also means that you don't have to pick one of the you know, usually four to begin with set characters. You can just make your own character because it's it's like Dungeons and Dragons. Just make your character, give them backstory. You know, you can make someone who just loves punching things. So no classes? Well, I, I assume there will be classes. Yeah. yeah. But you're free to just make up your character and give them a class rather than, you know, 
I am playing the siren. And in this game, the siren's backstory is this, and she has these abilities, you know, maybe there'll be a bunch of different sirens you can pick from, Yeah, you know, like in terms of ability trees, and you can just make your character whoever you want them to be. This makes perfect sense. This is by far the best DLC. And you could spin this out into a trilogy of games. It probably yeah, I really have. like. I really like the tiny Tina character, like the young tiny Tina character, like because she's kind of like weird and creepy once she's grown up. But when she's like a weird kid who likes explosions, it's actually kind of funny. Yeah, it's like the little swearing kid is okay, but you know, <laughs> exactly. Once they get older, it's not the same. Yeah, and like Tiny Tina's assault on Dragon Keep was just really funny. Like where she's just like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. And then like she rewinds things and does it differently. Or like a giant, you know, D20 falls out of the sky and crushes someone. Like, yeah, the you know, building the world as you play it is a very good idea. Yeah, it, it was really fun. So this could be great. It's just, it's just going to be more Borderlands, but with some of the limiters removed. At least that's my prediction. It's going to turn out it's like a turn-based tactical RPG or something. I'm not going to be like, wait, what? No, I don't think so. Moving on. One for you. Two Point Campus. <laughs> I put this down, but I've actually not bought or played Two Point Hospital yet. I'm here purely on nostalgia. Because you really liked Theme Hospital. Yeah. Yeah, I really did. I've even replayed it using the... I don't know. I don't remember the name of the... um. The open source version now. It, it, bleh, don't know what it is. I played it. So, you know, Origin gave away Theme Hospital free, so you had the assets, and you just need to dump all the assets into the open source version. Yeah, the new engine that works on new machines. Yeah. But this is... Have you seen the trailer? I've seen the trailer. So they've done exactly what I wanted them to do, which is just lift careers and put them into funny schools, right? Night school, clown school, gastronomy school, grunt doesn't sound so good pastry school then i'll call it and wizard school and i imagine for each uh, you dlc know, you know what i, I thought you're being really funny there because you had night school which is like a thing right but with a k on the front so it's like literally night school and you've got clown college oh. you know which is a thing and then i don't know what the other two obviously are going to be but maybe maybe that was just a coincidence night school is intentional i know but maybe they're just they're still figuring out the puns so there's no biting social commentary on what degrees are worth money and what aren't? They're, they're all comedy degrees. I hope. I don't know. There are normal I mean, looking. There is genuinely people do go to like clown school, don't they? So I, I don't know how clowns feel about this. They're like, they're making a mockery of my career. They're laughing at me. No. <laughs> like, unintentionally. I'm getting publicity. It's a clown. <laughs> it's a, it's a, clown. a good thing that they're laughing at my job. If they're I'm a clown. Laughing at your job. They're raising the profile of your job. Why are you so sensitive, Mike? Anyway, maybe this is in so in, in association with the the clown guild. I don't know. I'm just sorry. I'll stop there. Sorry, clowns. But they can just have DLCs of new career tracks, and then they'll come with more rooms. I think this is a really good idea. Obviously, they're not going to create a Harry Potter DLC, which would be amazing. Oh yeah! Imagine if they made a Harry Potter DLC. Although you know. J.K. Rowling is still persona non grata. Yeah, but they can... Yeah, true, true. It'd just be off-brand Harry Potter. But then it's like... They like, can literally call it Loser House. It'll be perfect. <laughs> yes, exactly. That would be, be perfect. Oh, dear. 
but that's how they could do the DLC. So that's exciting. It's another one of those I, I thought of it, but I could never build it. Never could have built it. Unlikely. I've been hanging around around you too much now. Yeah, these these things are. It's so hard. making games is really hard. That's the problem. It turns out. It turns out right. So it's like a very minor tangent. You know, like everything you see in a game. Someone had to make that. When there's some like little sparkles or like the screen like shifts a little bit in like parallax when you're moving the mouse around, someone had to make that. You know, a lot of work goes into it. It's quite horrifying. So you can tell that Mike's been beaten by the sparkles and moving the screen around. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you can tell. I've been, I've been doing this recently, and it's been like, oh my god, if I have to make one more sparkle, <laughs> Mike Sparkle Tech. You're right. I should just make Sparkle Tech and sell it on the asset store. Uh, shall we move on? Yeah. Okay. The next one is Elden Ring. Elden Ring. This is coming really soon. January. Oh, I said really soon. You know what? This just goes to show, like getting older. January 2022 feels really close. It's less than a year away. It is. I mean, I guess. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is also 2022, but like that could be anywhere in 2022. This is like literally January. Might as well be 21. I mean, practically. So, plot by George R. R. Martin. Maybe this is why he hasn't got round to writing the next Song of Ice and Fire book. Probably not, but it's a good excuse anyway. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah, I watched the trailer. Did, I kind of got Twilight Princess vibes for at least like half of the trailer. Did you feel that? Like, there's a bit where you're riding on the horse across the bridge. Like, the the, the framing yes. of the shot and everything. Yeah. So, the framing of the shots, sort of the atmosphere, until you start seeing the upsetting enemy characters, yes. Yeah, too many arms. Or, at the very end, you also just get, like, impaled on this massive lance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, for, for a moment, it did have Twilight Princess vibes. And, and you got your cool horse. You got your cool magic horse oh, who just, yes. like, teleports in and double jumps. I think people, some people have taken to calling the horse Yakul, like the the red elk in Princess Mononoke. I saw I saw that being talked about in some trailer analysis video. I don't know. It's interesting. What is this game going to be? Because it could just be another Souls-like, which would not be a bad thing. Everyone wants more Dark Souls. But then maybe they're going to give it a bit of a twist. I hope it's going to be like more open world. There's going to be six major areas, six major bosses for each of those areas. And then the whole thing's going to be connected somehow. More collectibles. What do you mean open world? Sorry, I'm joking. Yeah, that. Because <laughs> Dark Souls, Dark Souls, the first one, was very interconnected. But the individual areas kind of were like gauntlets. Like, you know, you're here. There are branching paths that link to other places, but you're still trying to get to this place and get to the boss. Like they could have quite a big shift in level design and make it like an open world kind of level design that maybe it's something like that i don't know i haven't played sekiro maybe sekiro does but more in this way didn't people really like the fact that the level design was very tight and all the backtracking was cleverly done i mean dark souls the first one to my mind has by far the best level design and and that one is very tight and very weirdly interconnected and everything actually makes real like geographical sense unlike the later games or uh, unlike dark souls 2 in particular but 
you know, they don't have to do the same thing again, right? I mean, they've been moving away from that with each game, probably because it's just really hard to do. You know, if you actually had like a more Skyrim like world design in a Souls like game, that could be interesting. Like, I, no, I saw no, speculation Skyrim, no that, Skyrim dungeons, please. No Skyrim, no, no Skyrim dungeons, but I mean, like the overworld. Yeah. You know, or I saw some speculation that there's there's like a caravan being guarded by like big giant like golems or something in the trailer, and you know speculation that that is just roaming through the world, and like where you decide to ambush the caravan will make like the actual fight very different. For example, so curious to see, you know, what this game's really got, because at the moment we've just had you know that teaser trailer and now this trailer. So we've we've got some gameplay which looks kind of very Dark Souls three ish combat wise, but we don't know. You know, we haven't seen structurally how the game's going to play out apart from a few descriptions about these six areas, six bosses. I, I guess one final thing as well is like, how did the trailer make you feel? I mentioned the Twilight Princess thing. There also seemed to be more of a sense of reclaiming your rightful place. You know, it's like a, it's like a. St- driving like no i should be the king whatever it is lord I, I, I don't know what the term is in this one rather than oh the fire is fading and i'm trying to hold on to it you know it's like the, it's like the opposite so that will probably make the game kind of different to play as well emotionally if you care about such things you're rolling your eyes <laughs> but you do you do it's all that matters. Next up, Death Stranding, director's cut. Uh, I, I, you know what? W- why did I put this on? I put this on just because the trailer was so ridiculous. I mean, I, I guess it's all a Metal Gear Solid reference because Sam, Sam is like a boop, 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 and hits this like door panel and opens it, right? And he's carrying a load of cargo on his back. He walks in, the camera pans around, and it's a very Metal Gear Solid kind of shot of guards patrolling what looked like a bunch of coffins. Then it cuts back to Sam. Sam, Sam's cargo has all disappeared at this point. Continuity error, but whatever. And then he looks at a box on a shelf that says like Fragile Express. So this is all like Death Stranding, you know, scenery. So there's this big box, cardboard box on a shelf. Takes it off the shelf. He tips out a bunch of oranges, puts the box on the ground. Flips the box upside down, gets in the box and crouches, gets out of the box, puts the box back on the shelf. Boom, Death Stranding director's cut. What? What is this trailer? Is it? Is he trying to mislead? Or is he just... No, no. Like, all nonsense? the guards are downstairs on this lower level, and he's just walking on this, like, walkway, and he sees the shelf, and he just does all this, and the guards, the guards aren't even in shot anymore. Like, he just literally takes the box off the shelf, tips the oranges out, gets in the box, gets out the box, puts it back on the shelf. It's just nonsense. It is just nonsense. <laughs> Which is perfect for the Death yeah. Stranding director's cut. Even more nonsense. Like, I think you pointed this out, right? Hideo Kojima surely had absolute creative control over Death Stranding. Death Stranding is surely already his director's cut. So what's going to be in the director's cut? It should be the uncut, right? Because he's, I don't know what he's doing. More well, crazy story the, for you. Yeah, all the even more indulgent nonsense that you know other people like you really shouldn't put this in the game it's going too far and he's like director's cut i'm putting it back in they're all like face palming and shaking their heads 
I don't know. Actually, wait, on the PS4 version yes. of Death Stranding, I'm guessing you don't have the Half-Life items. Do you have the Cyberpunk items? Because the Cyberpunk items are actually game-changing. Like, they actually have gameplay impact. I don't think so. I can't be sure, because I don't okay. have them. So I, I wonder if it's stuff like that that will get put in. That's a possibility. Because, like, you can get, like, these facial tattoos, and they let you do quick hacks. With the, you know, there was a cyberpunk patch, like crossover patch for Death Stranding. And you can do things like always show your destination or quick hack sensor poles or quick hack mules like Oja decks and like short circuit them. So, you know, it has gameplay implications. So maybe they're going to put that in if it's not already in. I don't know. Maybe it's already in even on PS4. Could be more missions. Could be more missions. Could be more ridiculous missions. I mean, the last bit of the game does feel a little like wow that escalated quickly so maybe they could smooth that out a bit but then that would make the game even longer whatever we can talk about it in the book club app cool battlefield battlefield 2042 this one technically was not at summer game fest it was its own thing but had to put it somewhere did you watch the trailers of course i watched the trailer I have a soft spot for Battlefield. Did did you play Battlefield much? Not enough. I played some Bad Company 2 multiplayer. Yeah, I played Bad Company 2 as well. That's the one I played the most of. It's funny as well, because like, I felt like I played a lot of Bad Company 2. But looking back, it was like 60 hours, which is nothing compared to how much like Warzone I've played now. Like, I think I didn't really like multiplayer shooting games that much until until BRs came out and then BRs really spoke to me and I, that's when I really got into it. But whatever. This one, the trailers, I feel like I feel like this time the trailers really embraced what actual Battlefield multiplayer is like. Because like the last trailer I remember watching, which is probably is was it Battlefield One? I I guess that's not even the most recent Battlefield game probably, but that one felt like it was really cool and cinematic and trying to be like real. You know, you've got all these like people riding the horses and like artillery and, and stuff. And it was so, it felt like, wow, it's like World War One. And it's like kind of, you know, this is like madness. This is just like two guys dogfighting in fighter jets. And then one of them ejects and shoots an RPG, blows up the other jet, then lands back on his, gets back in the cockpit and flies off again, you know. That's the sort of thing that does actually happen in Battlefield, but that obviously does not work in real life, right? But that's what you... I mean, when we when you started playing Warzone, you said that's what you loved about Warzone, that you could just be a superhero. Yeah, it's exactly. I, I feel like, I feel like we're, we're crossing into a new era of games where... I mean, because games as a media are quite young right and you had the period where games were kind of crappy you had to use your imagination <laughs> not that using your imagination is a bad thing but you know what i mean right and then we had the period where games were trying to ape film right games were trying to be like film and be really realistic or be really gritty and now we've got a period where games have realized you know what being just like the real world is not always better because the reason you're playing a game is because you can't handle the real world right so why try and make it just like reality and i feel like these battlefield trailers really 
lean into that in a surprising way. You know, you had the fighter jet thing. You've got the ludicrous thing with like the tornado just ripping through the city and it's picking up all the people, but it's not damaging any of the buildings because the buildings are like static elements, I guess. You know, it's weird. And then there's another bit where in the gameplay trailer, you see them running away from like the giant tornado and they get in the lift and the guy holds up his gun and this like cross-shaped menu appears and he's just like changing the attachments on his gun in the lift. And it's like, this isn't realistic. It's like a computer game. Oh, wait, it is a computer game. And, you know, in a way it was surprising. But on the other hand, why not? You know, it's, it's like it's not trying to be a simulation of real world combat, which is all I think some of the earlier Battlefield games were trying to be. It's trying to be a simulation of a simulation of real world combat, which means you can just do stuff like this and it's fine because it makes the game more fun. It's like real world combat on a holodeck rather than trying to simulate real world combat. If you see what I mean. Yes. You've you've made an interesting point. You're worried that this will detract from Warzone? In what way? I mean I have I, I have more time to play games than most. But I don't think I could sustain playing Warzone and another FPS. What, what is it with all these self-limiting beliefs? There's only so many hours in the day. Are you eating? Are you cleaning yourself? Are you washing? Well, I mean, as Are little you... as possible, but I still <laughs> don't have enough time to play Warzone. No. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Like, I can't really be playing Warzone 24-7, and I can't be playing this 24-7 either, right? Like, there's only so, you know, you've got to do other things. Eight hours for each a day there's also like these games are much more fun playing with friends and there's this coming out also halo infinite which we haven't actually really gone into detail on but the halo infinite multiplayer is going to be free to play as well like that for sure is going to pull people away too so i mean to be honest even i'd probably try out the halo infinite multiplayer so yeah i I don't know what this is going to do for like the user base of warzone because brs need a very large user base to sustain them because you know you need a hundred players plus in the game right so yeah i hope this doesn't cause warzone to go down the tubes warzone is just so good but the thing is this is free warzone is free to play yeah that's true that's true this is not free to play yeah this also doesn't have a br mode which is which is actually like i guess it makes sense like not everyone has to be br even though brs are great they've got this hazard zone mode which i feel like they're touting hazard zone as their answer to br they think it's not a br mode but it will have that same kind of tension and adrenaline as a br game and that's what you need in life i don't know well i i watched another trailer analysis video where the guy speculated that hazard zone could be like Tarkov, which I actually think would be really cool. You don't like hiding. Remind yourself you don't like hiding. Yeah, I, I, that's true. It's true. But it, it really does have the tension. Like Tarkov, the tension you feel in Tarkov is like is like the final circle of a BR game, but like all the time. <laughs> where's the pacing? <laughs> yeah, but you know, it could be cool. Like imagine a game where you drop in with your squad and you're all trying to like get the loot and then escape from the zone 
together you know that could be cool i mean i guess i'm just describing scavengers i've realized and scavengers actually isn't that great i mean scavengers is fun but it's not that great sorry that's scavengers is another one of these new free-to-play pseudo i guess it's like a second generation br game like they're trying something different it's it's about gathering loot and escaping with the loot so it's kind of a hybrid between tarkov and and a br so maybe i'm the speculation was that this could be like that Anyway, whatever. We'll find out more in a month, I think. That's when they're going to do their next big information dump. Yeah, and then it's out in October, so not long to go. Next up, Xbox and Bethesda. We're not going to talk about Halo multiplayer. I, re- I already did my one-liner on that. Good. So let's start with Starfield. Coming November 22. Which is actually still not that long away. This, this is clearly my sense Relative, of time is all distorted rel- since. <laughs> this is because this is Bethesda timing. Or Skyrim time. <laughs> Wait, when did they even announce Starfield? I guess it was a few years back. I don't know. But but knowing how these things are, I just completely ignored it <laughs> until now. And now it's suddenly it's like, it's about a year away. Wow, that's so soon. I bet it'll get delayed. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They always underestimate how many bugs they have. Yeah. So we got a trailer. It's not gameplay, but it is all in-engine. It looks pretty good then. I, I do think it looks pretty good, yeah. The style is, I think they described it as NASA punk. Lots of toggle switches and chunky buttons. And and I think they said, you won't have to press those buttons necessarily, but when they did the design of the ships and stuff, they tried to make sure that every button actually had a purpose. They didn't just like put a load of blinking lights on the panel and be like, yeah, this looks cool. They were like, okay, if you want to put a button there, it's got to do something. You know, it's got to be there for a reason. Like that was their design aesthetic. I mean, I don't know how seriously they took it. Maybe we're like, yeah, that button makes coffee. Okay, fine, put it on. This one adds milk. <laughs> I read that this is based in the near future, so all the tech is believable, real. No, that's not a good face for Mike. Mm, yeah, I mean, I guess. What does marketing it mean speak, to be Marketing real? speak. Well, you, you're right, though. I mean, even within sci-fi, you get ones that are kind of grounded in real-world tech and ones that are total fantasy so i guess they're going for the harder sci-fi end of the spectrum which is good i mean you could hear the voiceover in the trailer or like the background like voice say like graviton loop something something at some point so i'm guessing that's going to be related to their ftl drive don't know we'll see and i think todd howard has also said structurally gameplay wise it'll be like skyrim it's it is a 
space open world a- action RPG, which I guess is like The Outer Worlds, which I haven't played. Sorry. I, just, I actually just don't know how these things work. I mean, maybe I should play The Outer Worlds and I'll get more of a sense of how these things work. But the, the thing I'm kind of worried about is if, if you think about like the evolution of the Elder Scrolls games, each Elder Scrolls game has kind of simulated a smaller area, but with more fidelity, if you see what I mean. Like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this. This is just my impression of it. But, you know, certainly the first Elder Scrolls game, that was like the whole, the whole continent or something with all the districts, you know. And then the second one was just the Iliac Bay area of one of the like provinces. And then the third one was just the island of Vardenfell, Morrowind, that is. And then the fourth one, Oblivion, is just the area around the capital, you know. So it feels like it's getting smaller each time, right? And the point I'm trying the point I'm trying to get to is there's only so much game world you can make to a certain level of quality. And if you've then got space travel and you've got to have like different planets too, are you splitting up that limited time budget you've got to make a game world over multiple planets as well? So then each individual planet's area is going to be really even smaller which seems ridiculous because a planet's such a big thing already you know like you already can't go to all the areas of a planet in one of the elder scrolls games and then now you've got multiple planets too or it'll be really sparse yeah yeah exactly i mean like i I just can't quite imagine how it's going to work i mean maybe it'll be procedurally generated but i think that would historically procedural generation generally makes quite bland stuff as we saw with no man's sky so I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, the thing is, there is the chance it will just be the next evolution in open world games. You know, maybe they are going to do something incredible because everyone was so hyped for Cyberpunk, but it didn't actually really deliver on that promise. It was just a competent open world action RPG. So will this just be a competent open world action RPG or will this be the next big thing? We'll find out next year or the year after, given the way these things usually go. Next year, the year after, that's 2022. 12 minutes. Boom. This is a short one. I was excited for this last year, but it didn't come out. But I can be excited for it this year now. It's got a date, August 21st, 2021. This one's taking a long time. Oh, man. The thing I thought was funny about this one is that after I talked about it last time we talked about this, you sent me a giant bomb video where they interviewed the dev and had like a you know a gameplay overview with him and he showed what he described as a complete version of the game but just missing the graphical polish but you know the whole game was there all the dialogue was there although it wasn't voiced it was just text and this is in 2015 and they asked him when's it going to be out and he said oh well when i finish working on the witness i'm going to go onto this full time and i reckon it will take me another year so maybe a year or two right and that was 2015 (laughs) since then they've got what like willem dafoe and daisy ridley they've got big hollywood names on it now it's all voiced it looks completely different but i guess it took a long time to like really polish it and really get it all done with the voice work and everything must have got more money he must have got a lot more money he must have got a lot more money yeah six years worth (laughs) i'm excited though 
I'm really into time loop games now. Time loop games are my my other big thing, apart from VRs now, right? So, do we know how the game loop will work? The very start of the game, assuming it's like the 2015 version, you walk down the corridor into your apartment. From that point on, if 12 minutes elapse, loop resets and you walk into the door of your apartment. If you die, loop resets, you walk into the door of your apartment. And something the dev mentioned back in that interview all those years ago was that your character's kind of perception and like emotional state like changes as the loops progress. So you can instruct him to do something like, I don't know, like attack his wife or something. And he'd be like, I would never do that. You know, like he will outright refuse to do what you've told him to do. Whereas a hundred loops in, you'll tell him to do it. And he'll just be like, okay, and he'll just do it because he's just gone like mad from Groundhog Day. Like nothing's real anymore. You know, I don't think there's any explanation for the loop either. It's just like the loop just happens. But we'll see. Anyway, not long to wait, right? Yep, not long at all. Let's move on. Psychonauts 2. Again, August 25th, 2021. It's actually coming. I can't believe it. This was always another one that was just nebulously off in the distance. Definitely. Because the, the Psychonauts came out and it was like, it was like a cult favourite, right? People who liked Psychonauts really liked Psychonauts. And most other people were like, oh, I didn't play it. You know, but I heard it's really good. But exactly, exactly. I mean, I did play it because I'd heard it was really good. I didn't play it at the time, and it had some really cool ideas. It had some really cool moments, but also it just hadn't aged well. Just because I guess conventions and gaming had moved on. Like there were certain things about it that just felt like a chore or not fun. So anyway. The sequel, did it get kickstarted? I thought it did. But I think it's like another one of those like marketing kickstarters, right? Like they didn't really need the kickstarter money. They did it just to build up hype. Or to validate the hype. Anyhow, it's almost here. Hopefully it still has those cool, unique set piece, interesting ideas that Psychonauts 1 had, but has more modern platform game design sensibilities and thus is more fun to a modern audience again we'll find out very soon it's on game pass day one right so because i'm not sure i'd buy this full price but if it's on game pass for sure i'd try it out you have game pass <laughs> i have game pass so i didn't have enough things to play you know what i actually literally have not played a single game from game pass for six months so I really should cancel Game Pass, but I'm still paying for Game Pass because I keep thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to play XYZ Psychonauts 2. Yeah. It, it's very cheap in Hong Kong. It's like the equivalent of like £3 a month. Okay. So I just never got around to cancelling it and it's okay. You know, it could be worse. It's like a coffee. Next up, The Outer Worlds 2. You were the one who asked me if I'd watched this trailer. I hadn't watched this trailer. Why don't you tell us about the trailer? The trailer is bullshit. <laughs> it builds up to nothing. I'm really annoyed by the trailer. What? Really? I thought, oh yes, this is... I thought it would cut. I mean, you know, after 30 seconds of of being a comedy meta trailer and be serious, but never turned. It never flipped. Yeah, the trailer's all one big tease. Like, it's E3, we need to have a trailer, but we've got nothing ready. So, lol, here is just the structure of a big 
budget game trailer with none of the substance. This doesn't make you better than anybody. I think I you know thought what it I was mean? great. I, I loved it. I'm glad you told me to watch it. They were like, and now a cool landscape shot with the main character, but from the back, because we haven't finished designing their face, you know, or, or something to that effect, right? Or like, here's the big giant character, but say goodbye to them because they're not in the game. You'll never see them again. It, it works because The Outer Worlds is, it, it's, was it comedy heavy? I, I don't know. I've, I've still not played it. Or the marketing is at least. Yeah, all, all I did with The Outer Worlds was get it confused with Outer Wilds. And it's on Game Pass, so I really should play it, but I haven't played it. Should we move on? Yeah. One last one. Redfall. Coming 2022. So, this is not an existing big name, but I just happened to watch it, and it turns out actually it kind of is a big name because it's made by Arcane Studios. So... It's being made by the team that made Dishonored. It was a totally cinematic trailer, no gameplay. So you could argue that it's completely pointless, but, you know, it's just setting the tone, I guess. And like, world building, like, here's what to expect. And from the trailer, I am now expecting a squad-based PvE, Left 4 Dead kind of game with the enemies being vampires and the player characters having supernatural powers. But I liked the trailer. I thought I thought it seemed cool. Especially when compared to the Back for Blood trailer. I didn't even watch the Back for Blood trailer. It's just more Left 4 Dead. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the, the Back for Blood team is the original Left 4 Dead team. So, you know, if anyone's allowed to do it, they are. They've, they've got to evolve, though. Yeah. Arguably, has Call of Duty evolved in the last 10 years? I'm not sure. Warzone? <laughs> Fine. But that's what they need. I think that's what Back for Blood needs, really. Maybe they're holding it back still. So I'm, I'm still hopeful. I, I bet they're not. I they're bet not. it's literally going to be like Left 4 Dead. Yeah. But, but this... This just felt tonally kind of like... You know, was it, is it Zombieland? What's the one that had like Bill Murray in it or something? It, it feels like... Yeah, I think you mean Zombieland, yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like a... Like a horrific atmosphere, but it's all a big joke. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if it was just this cinematic trailer, I'd be like, oh yeah, interesting. It's only because I know it's also made by Arcane. And I feel like a Left 4 Dead kind of game with Dishonored or Prey kind of superpowers could be really fun. Oh yeah, if you have the whole suite, I don't. I doubt you get the full suite of powers. Well, I imagine you're going to unlock them as time goes on. That would be quite good. I thought it'd be the usual. This character gets two. This character. Yeah, but you see, you could have like a progressive campaign, and you're like building your character and choosing what points to unlock and stuff. And like, you could even have it be like an asymmetric multiplayer kind of thing, where one team is controlling the vampires who have their own set of powers, and then you've got the hordes of cultists in between. That kind of all AI. I don't know. Who knows, right? It's just a cinematic trailer, but feels like it's got potential. Do you think there's a, a single player campaign? Yeah, I don't know. That, that is the problem. I mean, this is why I didn't really play any Left 4 Dead, right? Because you really need like games that I would like to have played but never really finished because we couldn't get a reliable group together of four people. Like 
every week or something. Yeah, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 and Vermintide. You know, th- these are like really cool PvE games, but you really need that reliable squad. みなさん、こんにちは。Nintendo No Switch Pro. Disappoint. Well, that, that was that was the I was going to say that was the only disappointment. That was the main disappointment. <laughs> this was on at midnight my time. I stayed up to watch it. You didn't stop to watch it. You weren't going to sleep. <laughs> I was awake anyway, and then I watched it. Okay, fine. So we're we going to talk about the Metroid announcement? Yeah, it was rumoured they were going to announce a 2D Metroid game, and I was like, I'll believe it when I see it. And then it said Metroid 5, and I was like, I'm seeing it! I'm seeing it right now! Yeah, Metroid Dread. Coming October 8th, 2021. That's really soon. So this is the fifth mainline series Metroid game, which is what? I guess the original Metroid, Metroid 2, Samus Returns, Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion, and now Metroid Dread. And that is interesting because this was originally meant to come out in 2006 on the DS. I think in 2005 it was leaked that Metroid Dread was in the works and it was originally scheduled for release in 2006 and then nothing happened because it was cancelled. So this is a game that people never thought they would actually see but in the end it's back and it was made and now we're getting it in a matter of months. I guess some of us were expecting a Metroid Prime announcement we got really confused. Yeah, because what the guy did say... Metroid Prime 4, still in the works. We've got nothing to show. And then, yeah, we got this trailer instead. Actually, we got the trailer and we got a whole load of gameplay. Like an hour of gameplay as well, pretty much. So, it's made by, I think, Mercury Steam Games. They are the ones that made the recent Samus Returns remake on 3DS. So obviously Nintendo liked what they did and then gave them this to work on as well. And they've, I guess, made something Nintendo were happy with again. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to get another 2D Metroid game because I say that I like the Metroid games, but really I just like Super Metroid, honestly. So I'm hoping this is like Super Metroid. I mean, it does feel kind of funny with the art style, but I guess I can't really see how else you'd do it in a, you know, a modern 3D style. So, I don't know, do you have anything to say? Super Metroid was meant a long time ago. I don't know. I'm preparing your expectations, Mike. Yeah, Super Metroid was a long, long time ago. It's true, it's a really long time ago now. It's like ancient history. Was it 93 or 94? It was like a really long time ago. Yeah, this is literally Super Metroid having kids now. It's not even Super Metroid anymore. Ah, fine. 
mean, it's called dread. I'm assuming the sense of dread is because you are being chased by indestructible robots who have giant spikes in their faces that stab you, which sounds pretty terrifying until you learn that the robots are all called Emmy. You're like, oh no, Emmy is chasing me. You want the dread, but you don't want the dread. No, I just... <laughs> imagine, imagine making a horror movie, but the monster is called Emmy. Yeah, it's like you, we, us calling you Mikey instead. It's not the same. So Mikey could have a different <laughs> feeling. You don't fear Sir Mikey. No one fears Sir Mikey. I don't think anyone fears Sir Michael <laughs> anyway at this point. <laughs> anyway, given everything I've said about Super Metroid, it would be terribly disingenuous of me if I didn't get this game and play it. So for sure it's on my list. Even though there are probably lots of other things I should play first, like Hollow Knight, but whatever. I'm sure this one will end up jumping the queue. Next up, Mario Party Superstars. October 29th, 2021. I don't actually care about this game. I put it on here just because it was ludicrous that it exists. Or at least I felt that. I don't know. Have you played Mario Party? Of course I've played Mario Party. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't really played Mario Party. Are you excited for this? Does this tickle oh, your fancy not. at all? No. No. <laughs> Mario Party is the game where you go around a board, collect stars. On the last turn, all the stars move around. Yeah. So, the one like one of the gaming WhatsApp groups I'm in, that you know, some people said they were staying up to watch it. Some people said they weren't staying up. And so, like, there was the joke that people were going to post gifts based on the announcements, just with no context. And the gift that got posted for this one was a bunch of people sitting on the couch, and it was just captioned "Everybody loses." You know, which I feel like is probably a reasonable description, even though I've never really... I have played a tiny bit of Super Mario Party, but yeah, this game is weird because I thought it was DLC for Super Mario Party, but no, it's a completely standalone game. And they made a big deal of it being playable just with joypad buttons and no motion controls, which is weird as well. Like, wow, that's a selling point now because it's, it's a remake of five classic boards. They said from like, you know, the N64 area Mario Party. So, yeah, I find it funny that things that used to just be the default are now like, hey, you don't need to use motion controls. Like, oh, thank goodness. But now that's a selling point. I don't know. Are they just trying to be more accessible? It's an option. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and there's online play from day one, which of course there should be online play for day one. But I know Super Mario Party didn't have online play until like, a few months ago, right? So, I don't think Mario Party works as an online-only game. As an online, because you game. can't just turn around and like lamp someone in the face when yeah. they steal your stars. Can't give so them a, a required part of the game. An evil stare or anything. You can't hear their shrieking as like, all their stars are taken away from them at the end. Tension. You need the tension. Yeah. Whatever, man. That, that's all I have to say about this game. The, the, the thing is, the game is just so long as well. You should get it for your kids and they can occupy them all day. <laughs> all day. Until one of them like pushes the other one off the couch and then it's they're a, crying and you've got to deal with it. 
The thing is, it's punishment rather than a, a reward. It's punishment rather than a reward. It'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like, eat your vegetables. I'm not eating my vegetables. Don't talk back to me. Go and play Mario Party. Go Six- to the couch and play Mario Party right now. 60 turns. 60 turns we're doing today. <laughs> None of this 10 turn shit. Wow. Your poor children are going to be traumatized. <laughs> yeah, Mara will represent something different to them when they grow up. Next, next up, next up. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, December 3rd, 2021. So when this came on and I heard the music, I was like, oh my God, is this Advance Wars? And then it said something about Orange Star. I was like, this is Advance Wars. And then I realized it was a remake. So. You don't look too disappointed. I, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take Advance Wars was really good. Advance Wars, like when it came out on the Game Boy Advance, for me, it was like a real revelation. Because, I mean, I guess I was going to say it's like Final Fantasy Tactics. I mean, Final Fantasy Tactics is like Final Fantasy Tactics. But it's a really good tactical battle game. You know, I, I, I really liked Advance Wars. And I, and I felt like there hasn't been anything recently that's, kind of done justice to like the advanced wars formula i know there's this tiny metal and there's war groove but honestly i didn't buy tiny metal it didn't really speak to me visually and then i played war groove i didn't enjoy it that much either i mean to be honest it's probably that i've changed and not that advanced wars hasn't but you know nostalgia this is speaking to me sorry will you buy it will you buy it you bought, D- know, depend- you bought Wargroove. I bought War- Yeah, but Wargroove was like on sale at one point, you know. Oh, this will never go on sale. <laughs> this will never go on sale. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there is an element of like, I played this game before. Do I need to play it again? But I, I just imagine like, I never really played multiplayer much on Advanced Wars because it was difficult back in the day. You, you, you didn't just have like online multiplayer everywhere, right? So if this is like online multiplayer, that could be fun. You know, a fun, more relaxing multiplayer rather than like Warzone where you're just getting shot in the face constantly. So, yeah, and I, th- I actually think the art style is quite good. I, when I initially saw it, I was like, oh, I don't like this. But then I watched a bit more of it in motion. I was like, actually, this is good. You know, like my initial reaction was like, of all the ways you could have made it look, this is what you picked. But then after, after seeing it a little bit longer, I was actually like, Actually, this is probably the only way it could look and still be faithful to the original. And yeah, it's, it's, it looks good. So while I would have liked a new game, this remake will do. Next up. Super Monkey Ball Mania. This was the first game in the direct. You should have put this at the start. Yeah, but we talk about nothing. We talk about nothing here. This is a small segment. A small segment. So, a collection of three games, Super Monkey Ball 1, 2, and Deluxe. I just want to know whether you had this enter your life at any point. I only ever played these on, like, Dreamcast demo kiosks. Like, I never really played Super Monkey Ball. So you don't understand the full frustration of Monkey Ball? No. I gotta I, I say, I never really understood the fascination with Monkey Ball. It just seemed like... It just seemed like one of those free iPhone rolling ball games. I mean, I know in the Dreamcast era that didn't exist, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it seemed like a game that 
It seems like a tech demo. It's true. It really feels like a mobile game at this moment. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know some people love it. I don't get it, personally. Fine, we can move on. Wait, did, did you play it? Of Are you I hyped? Uh, no, I'm not hyped. It just reminds me of that strange time in my life when there was nothing else on the GameCube, so you played Monkey Ball. <laughs> yeah. It's like a mental virus. It's like Star Wars. You know, If you're exposed to it as a child, then you love it. And if you weren't, people are just like, what is this? It looks dumb. Yeah. Let's move on to our final segment. Yeah, appropriately. I mean, in the direct, you had, is it A.G. Ionuma? I didn't even know. I should, I should know. But the presenter said, this segment will be the last announcement of today. And I was thinking, this had better be Breath of the Wild 2. But then it was an Age of Calamity DLC, and I was just like, oh, so close, but this is not what I wanted. This is not what I wanted at all. I think they did that perfectly, because I thought exactly the same thing. I'm sure yeah, loads of us thought exactly the same thing. They did this on purpose. Yeah, because it was like, because when they said it's the last sec, it's the last segment, they didn't mean literally this is the last trailer. They were just like, this segment, which is the Zelda segment, is the last segment. And I was like, oh, there's still hope. And then they said, this year, the original Legends of Zelda game reaches its 35th anniversary. While we don't have any campaigns or Switch games planned, we've been working on this game and watch game to commemorate the occasion. Or words to that effect. And yeah, so <laughs> it was like, 35th anniversary, I have this plastic tat. Admittedly pretty cool plastic tat, but... Yeah, no games. It, it it actually does look good though, because it's Zelda One, Zelda Two, some Game and Watch game, and Link's Awakening, which was a surprise to me. I thought it was just going to be Zelda One and Zelda Two, and then I, that that would have been like the Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch, where it seems cool, but do I really want to play Super Mario Brothers? You know, whereas like. Zelda 1 and 2 were great for the time. I don't think they've aged well. Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening is definitely playable even today. You know, Link's Awakening has aged well. I mean, I'm still not going to I'm still not going to get it cuz I don't need more plastic collectible stuff, but actually quite cool. They make it made a big deal about the clock. They're, they're always making a big deal about the clock. <laughs> They're just like, and there's Easter eggs in the clock. Maybe that's how I'm meant to use it. Yeah, you meant to just have it plugged in as like a desk clock or something. Don't know. I mean, it's funny because obviously this is the sort of thing I would have like killed for as a kid. Like if you showed this to like ten year old me, I would have been like, face. give it to me. I must have it. You know, like I would have, like my mind would have exploded as a ten year old kid <laughs> for this sort of thing. But now I'm just like, eh, I've got my phone, you know. So after that? After that, I think there was some Skyward Sword stuff, which I just like <laughs> edited out of my memory. And then, and then Breath of the Wild 2, oh, sorry, officially the sequel to Breath of the Wild, an update trailer. And, and mind blown, amazing. 
Really? I mean, it, it, it really opens. It, it actually opens with a very similar scene to, well, actually, it doesn't quite exactly open, but there's a very similar scene to Skyward Sword in there where, like, he's falling through the sky to, like, some floating islands and his hair streaming behind him. And I was like, there's clearly a deliberate parallel here with Skyward Sword. Were you not excited by this trailer? It's just a lot of teasing. I was really excited by this trailer. I've I've spoken to a few people who were just like, eh. And I was just like, how can you not be excited by this trailer? And they're just like, eh. There's not enough concrete information. There's it's, so much concrete. There's so much not, stuff to speculate. Yeah, I don't want... For once in my Rampant life... Rampant speculation. So, yeah. <laughs> this, is, like, this is a proper role reversal for once. Whereas you're really keen on being able to speculate and... Th- have theories on what's going to happen and what's going on. I don't want it's that. It's like the it's like the early cyberpunk trailers where there was the possibility that it could be incredible and everyone fills up the space with like their ideal thoughts of what the game could be before the disappointing reality hits. You know, you really, this is like it's amazing. It's going to be a great revolution. I like you. I think you like speculative law. You like to speculate on law specifically. Speculating on other things, no, you don't want to do that. But law, definitely. Well, well di- dissecting the trailer, like, because the, the thing about the trailer, like some, some very concrete things about the trailer. Number one, Link's got some funny thing on his arm and you see him use it and it looks like it's some kind of time reversal power. So that's like a very concrete thing we see. The other very obvious thing is that there's two versions of inverted commas Link. So you've got Link from Breath of the Wild wearing the blue tunic. And he does have the weird cyborg arm because that, that's something I think we saw from the first season trailer where like the malice like infects his arm. And then and then now in this one, they put like this technology on his arm to like contain it. It's all green. And so you see him using his arm to do the time reversal. There's also another character who I'm guessing you're meant to assume is Link. And it's just like Link with the hair untied and flown behind him. And wearing not the blue tunic from Breath of the Wild, but kind of like this shirtless toga kind of affair. I don't know if toga is the right word, but or tunic, a different tunic. I don't know. That guy with unbound hair. And yeah, what's going on there? Is it Link? Is it a totally different character? Is it an alternate time period? Is it an alternate universe? I was actually even wondering if it was Ganon. Like you're playing a young Ganon. Because. I've heard that one as well. Oh, really? Maybe, I thought that was maybe, a really maybe. good idea. <laughs> I'm disappointed other people have thought of it. Because in the trailer at the very start, you see all the weird red malice ichor stuff. And you see like what I assume is meant to be Ganon's physical body like falling backwards. And that body has the cyborg arm thing and is wearing the same clothes as the golden flowing haired Link we see. So that's why I was like, maybe you're playing actually as like young Ganon. Yeah, because young Ganon wasn't evil. Ganon's not always always been evil. Is that right? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. But speculation, rampant speculation. And there's cool stuff like you see him like jumping upwards and burrowing through the rock from the bottom. You know, he's got like this weird phasing power. And then, you know, is the sky going to be a continuous zone with the land or are they going to be like two completely separate game worlds effectively like who knows something else we've learned is that there is a title but it's not being revealed because it will spoil us 
Yeah, it's going to be like Ganon's Awakening or something. <laughs> the Adventures of Ganon. Gammon's <laughs> Awakening. It's all going to be at like Gammon. It's a, it's a ham-focused action RPG. No. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be time travel, alternate universe, or, or Ganon. That's my speculation. We also see Princess Zelda just like falling off a cliff. When isn't she... I mean, they, they missed an opportunity to make Zelda the playable character and in a good way, not the CDI Zelda games way. But whatevs. We, we don't know if that opportunity has been missed. Yeah. Can you give us a title? Marketing, marketing Mike? Oh, you want, me, you want me to actually invent a title? Like a serious attempt at the title? Not a serious attempt. <laughs> hmm... Breath of the Wild 2. No. Uh, it's going to be like Mirror of the Sky or something. I just oh, pulled that my spo- ass. That's not spoilery though, is it? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, that's why Ganon's Awakening. No, Ganon's Awakening. Yeah, let's go with that one. A, a link to the... A link to... The, a Ganon to the past? No. <laughs> <laughs> if we fart out enough, enough, we'll hit it and then we'll just say we knew it. We knew it. Yeah, we're going to be here for six hours just coming up with random titles. <laughs> and then we'll clip it. Clip farming. <laughs> clip farming. <laughs> no. Yeah, what, what's yours? Go on. You, you give me one. No idea. I was going to go for the easy one, like Breaths of Wild. But then there's nothing there. <laughs> what did you say? Breasts of the Wild? <laughs> that's, that's, that's if the shirtless one is actually Zelda. It's something ridiculous. That's, that's like why... <laughs> I did not say breasts. Oh, it's okay. Sorry. Because at first I was thinking, maybe the long-haired one is Zelda, and then I realised that she would be topless, and I was like, oh, I don't think Nintendo would do that. I'm not even sure how Breath of the Wild is a fitting name. No, I'm, no, I'm thinking back. Yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe this is all a one big tease, and like the title's going to be something completely unrelated. It's like, this is not a spoiler at all. We just hadn't thought of one. Let's finish with what we're excited for. Out of all that. Yeah, what are you actually likely to, to buy and to play? You know the reality is, I'm likely to buy and play anything that scores over 95 and whatever everyone else is playing. So what that really means is Breath of the Wild 2 and Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Interesting. And... Maybe Battlefield 2042. But you never know with these games. Either everyone's on it or no one's on it. I remember we all bought... I remember we all bought, like, COD World War 2 and we all bought Battlefield 1 and we, like, never played either of them. We played them, like, once. So, yeah, who knows? I mean, for me, honestly, the only thing I'm genuinely excited for is Breath of the Wild 2. It's actually kind of bad. Everything else I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, Breath of the Wild 2 is the only thing I actually feel genuine excitement for. What about Metroid Dread? Yeah, I mean, I'll play it because I'm secretly hoping it's Super Metroid, but I think I'm going to be disappointed. And, you know, like, again, similar to you, I'll probably end up playing Battlefield 2042 because a bunch of my friends are going to buy it. I want to play it. And maybe same for Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I mean, I'm I'm interested in those games. I'm curious, but I'm not like excited. Like the only one I'm genuinely excited for is Breath of the Wild 2. Breasts of the Wild. I think that's a great idea, team. Genius. 
We'll clip that one out of context. Thanks, Mike. It's your idea. <laughs> I didn't say anything. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please, please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. Mm, Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? Reddit. Slash r slash Lost Levels Club. So, Michael, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful to actually finally be back in my own flat. The, the mic stranding is over. The mic stranding has been averted. And, and I'm, I'm back. It, do you know, it, it's literally like six months. It took like six months to get back here. That's what travel during Corona is like. So Michael says bye. Bye bye. <laughs>